on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Dude, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Robert Stack. Robert Stack, scariest man alive. And I'm sure he was a sweetheart in real life, you know? fucked like a beast. Oh, God, did he ever. (laughs) Could you you think people were just afraid of him? Like, every every time you came, but then nothing happened, you'd be like, it's an unsolved mystery. (laughs) And no one knows to this day where that load went. (laughs) You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 312, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we jump on top of the couch like a crazy person and we profess our love for Easter. <laughs> I love Easter! I love Easter! <laughs> I love Easter! Chocolate! Bunnies and eggs and chocolate bunny eggs. Mike, you're being, you're being so glib right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey-oh! Uh, yeah, in... Cruising for a boozing. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Happy Easter. Happy Easter, bud. Uh, oh, it's actually Easter. My name is no. Mike. My name is Pretzel Jim. As always. As our, always. Our, our leading pretzologist the, uh, of, the, of the Buzzkill podcast. The Buzzkill snack merchant, <laughs> as I'm known around my basement. That's only because he's such a snack. <laughs> no, he's not. What do we got today? I don't know, James. Well, I came at you this week. Without Pop Daddy. Okay, okay. I laid it down last, uh, you know, two weeks ago. We'll get that. We'll get to that. But two weeks ago, I laid it down that there better not be any Pop Daddy. No sticks. Okay. No twists. Okay. No regular pretzel shape. No pieces. No braided twists. Are you gonna pull? Are you just gonna pull it out and show me your pretzel dick? <laughs> is, that, is that what's gonna happen? Here? I just dipped it in salt and threw it in the fryer for a while. <laughs> I'm coming at you with these delicious, pillowy, sweet goodies filled with peanut butter. Oh, damn. Oh, this is only half of one. I was going to say, it looks like a toenail. Sons <laughs> like, of bitches. Like one of those real crusty <clears throat> toenails you see on the like internet ads. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> Gross. From Snyder's of Hanover, who need to get their shit together because this is only half of a sweet pillow. Sweet pillow. Ooh. That's another name for titties. <laughs> From Snyder's of Hanover, these are real peanut butter filled pieces. So they are pieces. I said I I said no pieces. When I think of pieces though, I think of the Reese's? No, the Snyder's, you know, like the ones that are broken. They're broken oh, up. Oh, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. They like take the, the reject pretzels they, basically. Well, they take like the big There's one kind of pretzel I do not like and it's the the really big, thick, the thick hard ones. The yeah. thick boys. I agree. Yeah. I agree. What would you even call those? Like thick uh, boys. Thick boys. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But those Snyder's pieces are just those thick boys, crushed up, crushed up, and that's the proper way to eat the thick boys. I agree. Um. <laughs> so, let's see here. Crunchy and nutty, all in one snack. Delicious Snyder's of Hanover real peanut butter filled pretzels or flavor pretzels. Flavorful pretzels perfectly filled with our real creamy peanut butter. The taste is pure perfection. Perfectional? Pure perfection. <laughs> oh, that's weird. 
That looks like it says professional, but it's got an exclamation point. Uh, easy to pop anytime and anywhere, just like Mike. Hey, <laughs> um, it's true though. You guys are going. This over, is, you guys are going overboard look, with this. Look, it's, just, it's, it's Easter, and the best Easter candy is stuffed with peanut butter. Therefore, right. we get peanut butter stuffed pretzels. It right. makes sense. Yeah, we keep it on I, theme. I get it, James. We keep I get it. On, it. We keep it on theme here. Um, all those bad boys. Yep. All right, pretzel. Uh, I mean, these are just a classic. They are Pe- peanut butter filled. Well, and Snyder's is the best. So, but how Snyder's peanut butter though? Mm. That could be the question. Okay, that's where I take issue. Mm. They say I've they filled it with creamy peanut butter. That would be a dream if they did. But it's the little nugget. It'd be even of, better if it was crunchy peanut butter. Get, get some actual peanuts in with the uh, pretzel. Oh, now you're see? talking. See, now you're and talking. you don't even like crunchy peanut butter. I found one way that I do enjoy it, and that's in oatmeal. <laughs> Okay. I, that's what I I accidentally bought two huge jars of crunchy peanut butter, so I've been putting them in oatmeal, and it's actually oh. quite nice. All right, let's okay. give these a little try. Mm. I'm up? in. I'm in. Wait. I'm in. Wait. It's, it's hard to go. Mm. No. Mm. Wait. 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 Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. I got a problem here. Mm. My problem. See, the fact that I can't talk right now yeah. is the problem. The peanut butter is really dry, and it gums up your mouth. It's like a fucking bad cum shot. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like paste in my mouth. It's just so sticky. Like they even like somebody with a really high salt, high salt kind of Drink diet. Some fucking water. Diet like oh. <laughs> it's like you're shooting Elmer's glue at me. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, hunt- you know I'm hunting webbits. You know what, dude? Mm. I'm gonna go. Out, I'm gonna say this. No, I know what you're gonna say. I'm gonna say this. That's probably the worst pet, uh, peanut butter stuffed pretzel I've ever had. It's still good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's but, still but- a peanut butter stuffed pretzel. It's sweet. It's salty. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. But here's the thing: the ones that you can buy, the ones in the jug, in the five pound tub mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at Kroger, mm-hmm. are superior to this. Mm-hmm. You know why? And I actually am going to push back on you when you say that Snyder's are the best pretzels. Snyder's are not the best pretzels. Mm. Better made are the best pretzels. I would disagree with that. But the rods, better made rods, are a superior rod. I disagree with that. And if I know anything about dots, makes the best rods. If I know, if I know anything at all, it's about rods <laughs> and how fair. That's true. And the superior ones. That's true. I can't. Uh, I can't fault you for that. Yeah, that's not. That's not good peanut butter though. It's just not. It's super dry, sticky, unappetizing. And that's why butter. I said I take issue with well, them saying creamy on there because it's not mm-hmm. cream. That's not creamy peanut butter. Those, those cheaper pretzel pretzel nuggets with the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That's like creamy, yeah. like yeah. delicious. Yeah. It's because it's mostly chemicals. Yeah. 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 That's the that's, way to go, really. What's, your, what's the best peanut butter? <sighs> the best peanut we're getting, butter. We're off topic here, but what's oh the best peanut gosh. butter? I only I I really have only been eating Jif Natural for like the last couple years okay okay so with my base is like trying to eat regular jiff now is disgusting it's like it's like i still like it but that's fine i mean i can still eat it but it's it's like the texture of it is oily it's weird um yeah i I guess it is i I, being that i don't eat anything other than jiff at this point 
I don't notice it. Jif as natural much. or Jif? Just regular Jif. Oh, right yeah. on. Uh, however, What's though, the best? from from when I was a kid, the Peter best Pan. was Peter Pan. Was it really so good? I don't remember it. So I know good. that I've eat, I've had it before, but I've, I I don't. Yeah, remember. I don't even think they make it anymore. Honestly, I think they do. Do they still? Yeah. Okay, like Reese's is good too, like the Reese's peanut butter. But the problem is that's like candy. Yeah. It's too sweet. There's so much sugar in it. Yeah. You cannot make a sandwich with that. You know, yeah. it's good for like dipping a spoon in and just having a snack. It's fantastic. Or you know, just eat a fucking Reese's. No, you know what the Reese's is good for is because if you're gonna have S'mores. like a, if you're gonna have like well that and also <laughs> if you're gonna have like a a the kind of sandwich that's not meant to be anything other than just terrible for you. If you're gonna eat a fluffernutter, you do. I'm sorry, what? A fluffernutter? You don't know what a fluffernutter is? That sounds like a p- occupation that I don't want to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nutter fluffer. Oh, it's a nutter fluffer. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, a fluffer nutter. You do a slice of. There's gonna be banana in this, isn't there? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Okay, then I'm in on it. Slice of white bread. In the most sugary, whitest, softest bread you can find. So Wonder Bread. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> wonder Bread. Slice of Wonder Bread. Yep. Spread some. In this case, Reese's peanut butter yep, on there. I'm in. Another slice of Wonder Bread. I'm in marshmallow fluff oh or marshmallow cream you know what i'm saying the jet puff marshmallow cream and then you smash her together okay and then you i'm into that and then you consume what if you heated it up grilled cheese style that works too just melt it all i think a lot of people i think to a lot of people like a proper flutter nuff fluffer (laughs) flutter nuffer flutter nuffer (laughs) fluffer nutter is grilled (laughs) okay but I like the last time i had one which was literally like two months ago because i wanted to show my daughter what it was uh it was. I just ate it as okay. was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. And they're delicious. Well, not, you should try it sometime. Now, now that we have pretzels and peanut butter out of the way, how are you, Jimbo? I'm good. How are you? What the fuck happened to you last week? What happened to me? Yeah. I went to. <laughs> Someone <laughs> forgot to tell me before three days before they were going out of town. Oh yeah, I'm not going to be on town. I'm leaving Friday. <laughs> I will pull up the text message, but it was like five days before. Was, yeah. Okay. It was like no, it was Monday. It was Monday. You're like, let's figure out what to do this week because I'm not going to be here Friday. Mm, I think it was Sunday. Mm, doesn't matter. Either Still. way. <laughs> either way. I gave you plenty of time. Okay. Uh, it's fine. We canceled the show. I, I was, I, and also I was scheduled to go to Chicago for months. You knew this. I don't know your life. You know my I life, I don't know Mike. your life, James. You're part of my life. No. Um, <laughs> I know where you're going to be on October 1st. Yeah. That's like eight months away. That's because I bought you booze to remember it. You bought me something that would make me forget <laughs> to help me true. remember. <laughs> no, but, uh, well, first of all, we should go back two weeks. Okay. We went to Lenane Rouge. Mm, oh, we did? We did. Yeah, we didn't Lanain talk Rouge about that. Fun. You know, that's it's been since before then that Another we actually did Another letdown of a devil at the end. At least we got oh the name gosh, this year, dude. but it wasn't good. Who are they hiring to write this? They should hire us. They should. We should we should we should put our uh, applications in. These are people who like I feel like the people who used to do the writing were like huge fans of the lo- the lore and the event in general and like and really like sunk their teeth into well, it always reflected something going on in the city in as pop well. pop culture and in the city and, they and just, like they just did a dance this year it was literally they wrote a really terrible version of one of the king george songs from uh, hamilton hamilton so they used a, a a reference that's at this point five years old right yeah it was really stupid. it was awful dude. yeah it was bad it was like, we terrible. all thought that was like the intro and then it was, and just, it was just done, done. some some dude walked <laughs> out and he's like all right there's a party in the masonic temple and we're like that's it yeah like 
Usually, Linane Rouge comes out and talks shit yeah. about the city. And then you boom off they're the not, stage. They're not trying to like get away from the talking shit thing, are they? I hope not. Because like Detroit's so woke. Sack, sack <laughs> up a little bit. Like We should be able to handle a little bit of light ribbing from a yeah. stupid red-faced monkey prick. <laughs> you red-faced monkey fuck! <laughs> what a, my, what a lovely monkey face you have. Yeah, um, yeah so, but Linane Rouge was fun. Uh-huh. We did the march. There was a lot of people this year. There were a lot of people a this lot. year. A lot. It didn't seem like it at first. We actually thought it was going to be kind of empty. Yeah, when we first got there, we also get there like two hours early so we can start drinking yeah, and stuff. No. But in years past, though, even two hours early, it was packed yeah, down there. Yeah. So. yeah, I've filled in, though. There's yeah. a lot of people, especially compared to last year when it was like the first year firing up after mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was packed. We we did the march. We really didn't shout down the Nain Rouge because before we even got a chance to, it was over. Yep. Um, yep. Went in, went into the Masonic Temple, made the wise choice to not party there like we usually do. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Because uh, then we lose friends, uh-huh. it, like literally, not I've like decided- not like fighting and stuff. Like we literally, like our friends disappear and we lose them. I've decided that I'm no longer going to be walking with booze because I tend to drink them really fast, which is always bad. Like my my uh, my concoction was about three quarters of the way gone before the parade even started this year. You were so <laughs> you were very drunk. I was. Very, yeah, I was very drunk. Um, but it was fun though. It was it was it was a good time. Yeah, it was cool. We went to the old Miami afterward, had a burger, danced and did whatever, and then we went to dinner at oh, um Union Assembly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then we cruised we got, around. We got fire wings. Cruised around on some on some scoots mm-hmm. while we, we were did. while we were waiting for some of our friends for forty minutes while they got a milkshake. <laughs> Was, it was a good milkshake. Though. I was so pissed though. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I like we're standing here for forty minutes waiting for a fucking milkshake. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, that was Lenane Rouge, was and then time. we had to cancel the show last week because I went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. Went with fucking Brian and his wife and my wife, of mm-hmm. course. And uh, we went to see John Mayer acoustic. <laughs> oh, you wish you could have gone. Shut up, dude. I don't. I don't like John Mayer. I mean, take it back. It's not like I don't it's, like John Mayer. I don't listen to John Mayer. I know. I understand that. Just um, don't. Not into him. Anybody, like, he's an insanely talented guitar player, and anybody, I love getting on, uh, like, Instagram posts and stuff, and there'll be, it's always the same kind of guy. Like, it's it'll always be like, oh, this fucking guy, like, yeah, he can, he might, he might be able to do this, but he's not technically... Like he, yes, like he his is. theory's not technically <laughs> sound, and I'm like, it's always some old drunk fuck with. They always have a Les Paul in their oh yeah in their profile picture, <laughs> of course, without fail, of course. It's either a dude, with, an old drunk fucker with a Les Paul, or metalheads who all they can do is sweep he's no and stuff. Kirk Hammett. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> even Kirk Hammett is not Kirk Hammett. Um, uh, not anymore, at least. Well, and then again, though he was never, he, he's he's good, but he was never great. Kirk Hammett sucks. It's a good, he's, good, but not great. Kirk Hammett can move his fingers really fast. Yeah. He can't write though. He has that well. His was it, we always say shit phrasing. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like if somebody knew a lot of words, but they didn't know how to put them in the right order. Sure, you know. Sure, somebody with like a, a like a huge vernacular, but they just couldn't speak eloquently. Sure, that's Kirk Hammett. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so we went to see John Mayer. Actually, when we were on our way to John Mayer, 
this is just my fucking luck. Uh, we are, we're cruising down the street and then, and Chicago's a fucking nightmare to drive in. It's yeah. awful. Everybody yeah. there's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that right now. If we have any listeners in Chicago, you're probably I an was, asshole. I was just about to say, try doing it with a 16 passenger van and a, uh, and a trailer behind no. you. But you've done that before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, in Chicago, not in Chicago, we did maybe through, on the outskirts. We did but... it through the main city. That was a fucking nightmare. No, thanks dude. Yeah. E- everyone sucks at driving there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we're cruising to the United Center and I, I go to cross a, an intersection and all of a sudden I hear this like weird thwapping sound. Like, did you blow a tire? And I go, what the fuck? And I, I, I didn't blow a tire because my car was still sitting, you know, fully upright. And I was like, did you blow I a Hemi? <laughs> and I go, and Aaron's like, please tell me that's not our car. And I, I slowed down. And, and it goes, it goes, thwap, thwap, thwap. And then I speed up. I go, shit. And so I pull over. There's no place to park in Chicago. How did nobody document this? Like, nobody snapped us, you changing a tire on the side of the road. Um. Yeah, Bridget, How, Bridget no. took one picture of me and oh, sent she didn't it to post you guys. It. No, she didn't. She sent... Oh, she put it in her story. Yeah, no. She, and then Nicole said... I, I, don't, I don't watch her and then, stories. And then Nicole said, Baird's what's... Go- or Squad, what's going on in, in Chicago? Like, can't James drive or something like that? So anyway, I find a place to pull over. It's a tow zone, but I was like, fuck it, you know? So, sure. Um, so I pull over I and like, I... fuck it, you know, it's Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. I pull over and I, and I have to walk out into the street and everybody's... And it's dusk, so it's mm-hmm. getting dark. I have to... It's raining. I'm standing in the middle of the street and I, and I like, I reach under my tire and there's, sorry, I'm taking so long no, here. No, no, I reach under my tire and I, I'm like, what the fuck? And I feel a piece of rope and it's wrapped around my, my strut. Oh, and okay. so I untangle it and then I go to like take it out and the rope's connected to something. And I go, shit. And so I pull on it a little bit. A and I dog in the undercarriage no, of your car? <laughs> I, I pull on the rope and I hear it. I go, what it the fuck? It was a snake? And I pull it again, and it goes, like, fuck, it's in my tire. <laughs> it looked like a dog leash, kind of. So and there I was, was like, a dog no, in your I, I, there was no dog. So, Are you sure? So I, I kind of reach in there, and I can feel a piece of metal attached to the rope, and it's in my tire. And every time I pull it, the air starts to rush faster, and I was like, shit. So now I'm like, well, I might as well just drive to the United Center. Let's just get us there. I'll drop them off at the door. I'll go into the parking lot and I'll throw the spare on. No, sure. big, no big deal, right? Sure. So I'm like, I got to get this rope off of here, though. Just cut it. Well, I always have knives on me, right? That, not that day. Nope, not that day because all of <laughs> because all of my knives that I had on the trip, I had three different knives on me with the trip, and all three had illegal blades for Chicago. You got to start wearing those shoes where when you click the heels together, the blades <laughs> pop out of the heels. That's you got to start wearing those. <laughs> that's that's just for self defense. Um, so yeah, my uh, so my knives. I and usually even if I'm carrying a, an illegal knife for a city, I'll still keep. I'll take it to my car with me and then put it in the cup holder or something. But I didn't do that, so I'm like, oh, this is great. Luckily, my mom's an Eagle Scout, and when she sold the car to me, she left a Leatherman in the console <laughs> she would so i go out and i cut the rope off mother, wait wait. it needs to be said your mother left sunglasses uh snacks and what else and all the cup holders of the car there's there's a cup <laughs> in each cup holder just in case a person wants a road bevy underneath the s- secret compartment in the back there's blankets 
there's wine openers. There was, there's a there's always a bottle of wine under there, like because I drank the one that she left under there, but I always replace it with another one. Sure, sure. Just because you never know when you're you gonna need a bottle of wine. Clearly, you've needed it. <laughs> and uh, so I cut the rope. We get to the United Center. I start jacking the car up, and <laughs> the the parking attendant comes over. He's like, "You want me to call the tow tow truck?" And I go, "No, dude." I Was mean, he a Uber? Huh? Was he a Uber? Oh, you want me to? I'm gonna call me a tow. Would be Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Hey, man. You. Uh, hey. <laughs> the way hey, he said. Hey, pal. You want me to call? Uh, yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of a Uber thing. The way you, the way you say he walked over the guy. You want me to call you a tow? <laughs> you want me to call you a tow truck? That's kind of. That's Chicago. It's Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. You want me to call you a tow truck? I don't know. <laughs> so it, I was like, ah, is this gonna cost me anything? He's like, no. And so <laughs> no. it's it's not a tow truck. It was just a dude in a minivan. <laughs> So he comes up, well, but he had, he had a, he had a drill with the, uh, he, had, uh, not a drill, a fucking, uh, uh, impact, Massage gun? Uh, impact <laughs> hammer, you know, Same so thing. he could just zip the, zip the wheel off real quick and then zip the, um, spare on. Yeah. So we get the spare on, I'm driving on the donut the rest of the night, driving on the donut to shed, uh, aquarium the next day mm-hmm. on, so I'm on the loop on a donut for a little while, which scared the shit out of me. And then... So the night the night before I go okay well, I gotta find a place to get this thing fixed so I find uh, a uh, discount tire oh because I can get it for free but it's in Melrose Park it's like seventeen miles away but seventeen miles in Chicago talk is forty one minutes sure right sure so it's I asked the attendant I asked the person at the front desk at the hotel and they're like oh there's a Pep Boys a couple miles away so I make an appointment for four o'clock at Pep Boys. Sorry, this is a really long story. I, I wonder apologize. if it's the same Pep Boys that we stopped at when we got stranded in Chicago. Was it on Grand? I, I, it was so long ago, I don't remember where. It was on the south side of Chicago. All right, like, this this story's got just a, a couple <laughs> more points. Um, so I make an appointment for 4 o'clock. We go to Shed Aquarium. We get out of Shed early, so I call Pep Boys. I'm like, I'm, I'm available right now. Can I come in? And they're like, yeah, sure. We don't have any cars on the list or anything. So I get there. No parking. So I park across the street in front of a Jimmy John's. And then I go over, I talk to him. I'm like, where do you want me to park the car? And he's like, park it right there. So I go to get my car and I go to back out. And then this girl comes up behind me because she wants to snipe my spot. And so I'm like, okay, whatever, that's fine. But now I can't pull out to the left. So I'm just going to pull straight back and then do like a two-point turn. I didn't realize there was a CRV sitting right behind me, <laughs> so I fucking <laughs> backed right into the side of a Honda CRV, like hard too. Like it fucking, like I smashed this thing, and I get out, and I'm like, oh my god! And the girl, how did, how did nobody know about this? And the girl goes, was that my fault? And I go, through through clenched teeth, I was like, no. It was my fault, but I wanted to blame her. I did. I wanted to blame her because she was trying to snipe my spot, but I go, no, it was my fault. <laughs> I was like, said, no, it's my fault, but maybe next time, don't get so fucking close to yeah, somebody's ass. Just, <laughs> oh, so, my God. So I pull back in. I get out, and I look at the CRV, and there's no damage. <laughs> and I look at my car, and there's no damage. But there's people standing all around who saw me hit this car, and I'm like, fuck. So I get out and I tell the girl in the car who's, who's trying to snipe my spot. I go, I'm just pulling my car right over there. I will be right back. So if this person comes out, if anybody's looking for me, I'm not fleeing the scene. I'm just taking my car yeah. right there. And then I'm going to come back. 
So I pull, I pull out, but I had to like pull around a small block to get back to Pep Boys. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I get back to Pep Boys, and then I get out of the car and I go to walk over. And by that time, the person with the CRV is in their car, and I think they're waiting for me, and they just take off. <laughs> and I go, did I just luck out? Like what just happened? And I thought they were going to well, come not back anymore because now they're because they're an avid listener to the show. So they, now they're going to know. Well, why did you hit them, Mike? Um, that was rude of you to hit them and then flee the scene. <laughs> so I don't know. I might get hit with a fleeing the scene charge at some point. I have no idea. Is that, is that a thing? I have no idea. Like if the <laughs> cops show up and they're like, yeah, we got you on camera hitting a car and then fleeing the scene. I'll be like, they fled the scene too. <laughs> so anyway, I get into Pet Boys and this kid pulls the tire out of the car and he's looking at it and then he sits on the tire and he starts looking. longest look- story ever. I'm sorry. I is love it, it. Is it interesting at it's least? It's great. Continue. So he sits on the tire and he's just looking at his phone. I'm like, come on, dude, like fix my fucking tire. And then he calls another dude out, and they're both looking at it. And he calls another dude out, and they're both looking at it. And then he he calls me out. He's like, yeah, that's your problem right there. There's a screw. And I go, nope, that's not the problem. That big hole in the tire right there, that's the problem. And he's like, yeah. you think- Oh, did, did you pull it out? Yeah. Or you're just like, dudes, I used to work here. <laughs> oh, well, no. Well, okay. So That's what I meant by pull it out, not your penis. So I go back into, <laughs> I go back into the showroom, and he comes back out a couple minutes later, and he goes, Okay, so uh so the problem is is you got two holes in the tire and I go it's still sitting right there. I go, "Did you dip it?" Cuz you dunk it and sure. you dunk you fill it up and then you dunk it. And he's like, "Oh, no, not yet." I go, "So how do you know there's two holes?" And he's like, "Well, there's a screw and there's the hole that you showed me." I said, "I told you that that other screw is not going all the way through. So just dunk it." And he's like, "Well, here's the problem. You got a hole in the tire." I go, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Well, so the way that you patch a hole is you have it's like this two stage thing with like a rubber a rubber plug and then a patch. Like, and stop I go, right there. I go. I used to work at Discount Tire. I know what you're talking about. He's like, okay. So the problem is, is I don't have any of those. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why? And I was sitting there for like 40 minutes at this point. And I'm like, so what? So what then dude and he's like well let me and he pulls me over to the computer and he starts showing me new tires and i'm like i'm not buying new tires i just i need this one patched up i said do you have a rope plug at least or something like he's like no 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 nothing nothing like that but you know if you get this one it's this price but if you get four of them i can give you this price i'm like i'm not buying these are brand new tires i'm not buying new tires and he's like all right well yeah but if you get this one okay so this one, but the problem is I don't have this one in stock, so I'd have to source it from another location, so it'll take a while. And I go, just put my spare, put my fucking truck down and let me leave. I said, give me the address to Discount Tire. He gave me the address to Discount Tire. I drove out on the donut to Melrose Park. It was a nice area with a brand new, beautiful Discount Tire and zero cars on the list. Didn't hit anyone? Didn't hit anybody. Okay, that's good. Did get stopped at a train that was just sitting on the tracks. Oh, that's that the was worst. annoying. That's the worst. So I should have just gone to fucking Discount Tire to begin with. Moral of the story, kids, is just go to Discount Tire. It's superior. Don't go to Bell. Don't go to Pep Boys. Don't go anywhere else. Also, don't drive in Chicago because you'll pick up fucking ropes that have nails going through them for some reason. And crab infested prostitutes. <laughs> Did that happen? To you? No. No, that didn't happen to me either. That definitely didn't happen to me. Speaking of corrections. 
Yeah. Stupid! You're so stupid! Before we get into corrections, I just want to take this moment to talk about our sponsor for the week, Discount Tire. Hey. Uh, go there, get your tires filled, and not get crabs. Okay. Um, James. Talk, talk, you... talk to Carney. Tell him Pretzel Jim sent you. <laughs> not a real Carney. Uh, <laughs> did you have any corrections for the week? Uh, yeah. Okay, what do you got? All right, so... Audible has been around since 1997. Oh, really? Which is pretty wild. That's wild. Okay. But it actually started as a portable media player. I thought you were going to say porn. <laughs> it started as a porn. No, it started as a, a like a portable media player that you would have to, and it held a whopping, had four megabytes of onboard Ooh. flash memory. Ooh. So you would basically go online to the Audible website, find the book that you wanted, download the book, put it onto the portable media player, and then you... Could listen to you it. know what was an even better portable um, media device at the time? What? A backpack that you put a book in. Fucking read. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. What else um, you got? Uh, so the reason uh, that your story about Mondo, if you're listening, your story about Mondo and Funko last week may have been met with a little bit of incredulity for me is because it seemed like a fucking stupid move to me. Which it was. So... I kept looking back to see if there was any updates about it, and I did find... Well, they updated it about a week ago. There was a statement from Funko from, about it. Yeah, yeah, from the dude. But that was after we um, had the show that that e came out. So. Yeah, this came out on March 30th, which would have been Friday? Yep. Friday? Uh, yeah. Is that right? I think so. Let me check. Do you want to hear this whole statement? No. Or do you... Cliff Notes, James. Okay. Cliff Notes. Thursday was the uh, 30th. Um. So essentially, so this is from Mariotti. What uh, this is like the the guy at uh, Funko, like the the main dude. Uh, sorry, you want the Cliff Notes version, so I'm finding the Cliff Notes version. Oh, for because I had the whole statement. All right, so the CEO of Funko, Brian Mariotti, uh, posted a message to fans. He said that Mondo was hit with layoffs, but part of uh, as part of Funko's 10% job cuts across the company. Um, Mitch Putnam and Rod Jones, as well as Eric Garza, were laid off. Those are all people from Mondo. But most of the layoffs were in Funko, not in Mondo. Um, secondly, he wanted to make sure that people know that the posters are still going to be a thing. But they aren't going to be making them in such extremely limited runs anymore because he feels like uh, that limits access to fans. It, it does, but it also stops the collectability of them. So people, well, are the not, so people aren't going to buy them as much. But the pro No, people are still going to buy them. Mm. The problem is, and I do agree with this to a certain extent, the problem with the, the um, Mondo posters only coming out in runs of 150 is they were being scooped up by people who their sole intention was to take them and flip them for profit, which is shitty. No, I, I don't disagree with that, but by having a limited number, though, you're also getting people to pay attention to your product, though, and your product's always guaranteed to sell out. It's I don't, not a bad business move. I don't think... I, I honestly don't think... And this is coming from a collector. You so. don't think more people wanted to own Mondo posters? Oh, I'm sure... But couldn't afford sure to because did, most of them were coming out on the second market, like 350 bucks. I'm sure they did, but that's why when you actually got your hands on one, it meant something. From a collector standpoint, when you actually got the one that you really wanted or really sought after one, that was like a centerpiece to a collection. Like, now, yeah. it, they're, they're, they're less special. 
from a collector standpoint. I, I, understand, I understand it. That. I do it. Like, I feel like that's a bit blasphemous, honestly, because collectors want access to stuff. And I understand that. Do you but... have any Mondo posters? No. No. God, no. Would you like one? I, eventually, if I could afford one one day or if I got lucky enough, sure. But would, like, you, would you display it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So does it really need to be? Because to me, like if you're a collector... And you're and you're and you're co- just, and you're collecting these things that are these limited run. Like there's only 150 of these ever made. The people who are buying those are probably keeping them in the tube, hidden away well, from from not. the sunlight. I would certainly hope they're not in a tube. What happens? Probably in a drawer. Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah, in the in a drawer, be in, in in between vellum pieces or whatever. But it's no different than me I, buying I, a really expensive Blu-ray and just putting it on my shelf. I get, yeah, I get that, but like, so you you would like to buy it and display it on the wall, right? But I mean, it, I, I inevitably, would, sure. it's going to be exposed to the sun. It's going to get washed sure, out but... and stuff like that. So do you? No, 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 no. You you don't put that in a place that's going to get hit by sun. That's, that, that's one hundred and one. You don't know. you don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I just I guess I don't. I'm also not a collector, so yeah, I guess it yeah, just yeah. doesn't. There's there's rules to these things. It, it, Come the, on now. Well, no, I just mean as far as like making more available to people. No, just, I, I understand why that's appealing I to. Fine. I understand why that's appealing to a great number of people. I also understand why another great number of people are going to be upset by that. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And then as far as because you, you said it sounded like they gutted everything else, like the the vinyls and everything. That's like what. That. It, yeah. Um. Mariotti said in the message, Funko will be investing heavily in production of vinyl records in the near future with plans to build a 70,000 square foot space in San Diego that will be a combination of a record pressing factory, a record store of the future, he says, and live music event space. Plans for the San Diego venue also include a 4,000 square foot dedicated dedicated Mondo art gallery. So they're shutting it down for the time being then? Yeah. Is that what it sounds like? Okay. I don't know if they're... I don't know if no. I don't know if they're shutting down. Like, are they not? Are they not putting? They're they're probably not putting out anything new. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it said anything about that. Yeah, because it said in the future we're gonna have. But it sounds like he wants to ramp up the vinyl pressing even more. You know what I mean? Like, because to to me, like you said, the Mondo name doesn't really mean much unless you are giving people what. They typically associate with Mondo being vinyl posters and T-shirts. Yeah. Um. So why would you gut it like that? You know, that's why I didn't understand the story last week. Well, I mean, two it's, weeks it's, ago, it wouldn't be that would be under uh, not understandable because big companies do that all the time. They buy something and then they gut it because they just want the name. It's all they want. They yeah, want the yeah. name and they want to produce whatever they're going to produce under that. I name. know, but like they it's never the same. But they knew. <clears throat> That Mon- Mondo's associated with working with incredible artists and and putting out like I don't know, it just if that was if that's what they planned on doing, it would have been the dumbest move ever. Well, and a lot of companies have made that sure. exact dumb yeah. move. My only last correction is that uh, Dolls was an Empire release, oh. not a Full Moon release. Uh, Empire was Charles Banz's company before full moon he had tons of different releasing companies yeah. before full moon full moon was one that actually stuck you didn't actually say full moon though right you i just, did no like, i did I said, whether... I said it was a full moon movie. oh did you okay yeah but uh dolls was definitely an empire release right on uh which uh i have news about empire coming up in uh the news right. so we'll get there james <laughs> 
the fuck are we doing this but week? But first, what are we doing this week? Well, this week we're coming at you with a little bit of sci-fi goodness. Well, well wait, 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 wait. James, James. What? This week is Easter, baby. Oh. Let's not, let's not gloss over uh, our Lord and Savior resurrecting from the fucking cage the Easter bunny. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah. I think Because you... the beer's got a lot to do with the Easter bunny, is all I'm saying. You lost me at... Let's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I'm surprised you didn't. I didn't mean to do this, but when I said we're coming at you with some sci-fi goodness, and you jumped into the the Jesus stuff, I would have figured you would have said, "Oh yeah, because Jesus resurrecting, that's sci-fi." Blah, blah, blah. I don't no, know. No, I just figured you would have played as, off of that being sci-fi. That's as bad as the whole zombie Jesus joke that got played out about. 20 decades ago. The best thing that I've seen... The hood Jesus was a zombie! (laughs) Dude, (laughs) you are like the fucking... What's his name? You're like the Frank... Frank Caliendo (laughs) of dudes who make that joke. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Now, here's a guy. Um, So... (laughs) You're the guy who's not funny. The be- the best thing I saw I saw of like a, a meme of that recently was uh I think fucking Brian sent it to me and it said some random cave outside of Jerusalem or something and you just see a like a hole in the in the in the side of this mountain and then all of a sudden Jesus comes bursting out on a skateboard to uh shit, I think it was a Creed song. And then he does like the my own prison, and then he and then he like he he like shoots up a, like a quarter pipe that's on the side of the mountain, and he does the the Jesus air thing. <laughs> it's just I gotta find it for you. It's hilarious. Uh, Sounds great. Anyway, so it's Easter. I keep forgetting that this episode. Well, it's not actually coming out on Easter because we don't release things on Sundays anymore. We might this week. Oh, we might this week. Maybe, may, maybe. I guess we're recording a day early, so yeah, it's, it's we'll release a day early. Yeah, sure, go. why not? Um, so anyway, happy Easter, y'all. Happy, um, happy Easter. Hope your, hope your Easter rabbit shit in your mouth. Yikes, dude. <laughs> Do they? I mean, it's probably like it's Cadbury eggs, though, right? Doesn't it yeah. like shit out Cadbury yeah, eggs? Yeah, it starts off as solid, but then it ends <laughs> with a juicy. It's got that weird creamy center. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're children. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. So this week we uh, we thought we'd get into resurrection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The res erection. Because because that's because that's what Easter is all about is the resurrection, um, and. So we went with a little sci-fi picture called Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, which sees Tom Cruise, which I, resurrected. I gotta be honest, when you suggested Edge of Tomorrow, I'm like, we're doing, we're gonna do an action movie. Like I, 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 th- this movie, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this without giving anything else away. I did, I had no idea what this movie was. I just knew that it was a Tom Cruise, what I thought action movie. I'm like, yeah. that's a weird pick. Yeah. Well, okay, but well, then, but but I went with it. I got home from I got home from Chicago, and I was just in the mood for a sci-fi action flick. Sure. And Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> had been on my radar for a while, so I was like, "Yeah, we'll go with that." Sure. I had no intention of turning it into a show for this week. I just wanted to watch a movie. But then Mike mentioned that it was Easter, and I was like, "Well, hold hold on a tick here. He is resurrected like yeah. several dozen sure. times in this movie, so it could work." Yeah. 
So we just went with it. So he recommended it. We put the nail on the cross, and that was it. <laughs> feet, 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 feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so to go with the resurrection theme, which is the Easter theme, which ties into the beer theme, we have... We have from 903 Brewers. New brewing company. Which uh, we've never New for us, before. at least. I have no idea how long they've been around, but new for us. Brewed and canned in Sherman, Texas. Now, you know why this is the pick for the week, right? It's got nothing to do with the movie. It's got everything to do with the theme for the week. Um, Easter? Obviously. Well, it's but, can- candy flavored. Well, it's Starburst flavored, first off. Okay. And everybody knows, at least I know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm teaching people this. The best jelly beans to put in an Easter basket mm, are the Starburst, Starburst jelly, jelly beans. beans. I will go to my grave with that. They are hands down the best. Fuck Jelly Belly. They're good. I'm not gonna fuck, hold on. But fuck Jelly Belly. Starburst ones are the best. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Just go out. It. I'm not gonna go out and say fuck Jelly Belly. Oh, I will. All right. Oh, I will. Because that's madness. But I will agree with you that the Starburst jelly beans are delightful. They're delicious. Whoa. Don't tell, don't no, tell whoa, me anything. Whoa. So from... No, don't. Oh. Don't taste it. I'm not, d- crack it and smell it. No, before, before you even read it. I don't even... No, I won't. Jesus. I won't. 903 gonna, Brewers. I'm going to huff over here. Brewed and canned in Sherman, Texas. This is Juice Burst IPA. It's a 5%er. <sighs> It's an India pale ale aged on orange strawberry. Stop doing that in the microphone. I'm huffing. Stop that. <laughs> uh, orange, strawberry, pineapple, coconut, lemon, and lime. Inspired by our favorite chewy candy, this IPA is bursting with fruit flavors. Orange, strawberry, pineapple, coconut, lemon, and lime. It's like if you eat the entire package all at once. Complete the confectionery twist on our hazy IPA. Citrus fruit and juicy hops are mellowed by sweet fruitiness and delicate maltiness. At the end of our metaphorical candy wrapper is a lightly hoppy finish and a kiss of juicy fruit. Our Juice Burst IPA is a fanciful drinking delight as you mentally unwrap each fruit flavor. Pairs, pairs with spicy french fries. Okay, spicy. Barbecue cauliflower bites. <laughs> okay. And unwrapping candy with no hands. They're a vegan company, aren't they? I've never had candy with hands. Well, you haven't lived. Unwrapping candy with no hands. <laughs> Dude, kind, crack this. What kind of candy? Pour it in your glass and smell it. I won't. Dude, this I might refuse. be the most accurate oh smelling beer to what it's supposed to be. Ever. I can tell. I some of the. Yeah. It's, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do they? Uh... This is insane. Do, I cannot wait to taste it. Do you think they actually throw yes, Starburst I do. Yes, in, I do. into the, what, what do you call it? The uh, the mash. Mash? Yeah, I think they do. Let me just... That smells like fucking Starburst. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Cheers, sir. Let's give her a try. Hmm. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow. Even the after. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Crucify me and call me Jesus. This is delicious. <laughs> That's oh. so good. <laughs> like this, legitimately tastes like you're drinking melted juicy fruit or uh, or Starburst. Starburst. Sorry, they said juicy fruit in the uh, thing, but man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I'm gonna chug this whole can. This is the most. It's only a five percent. This is the most we've ever just like stopped to drink and not talked about it. Like that's how good this is. It's so nine hundred three brewing. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. So the interesting thing is, and it, it actually, it, you just said juicy fruit. It says that it's got a hoppy finish and a kiss of juicy fruit. Well, and well, I actually juicy fruit. Those how they describe juicy Starburst. fruit. But I actually do taste like the, the flavor of the gum juicy fruit. I, that might be whatever juicy. Like being that it's like juicy fruit is the tagline of Star- no. Starburst, I get it. Though, so I get it. Yeah. This is fucking delicious, and it's hazy as shit too. I I, I get wow. I get mostly the um, the pink Starburst, like the strawberry one. Which you is, would go mostly for the pink, you perv. That's the best Starburst. It's, it is. What's it really it, what's your favorite? Is the pink oh, your favorite of Starburst? Of course. It goes. Let's see. It goes. Oh God! I'll get, I, I don't even know what all colors there are. There's only four now. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, so they they said they said orange, strawberry, pineapple, coconut, lemon, and lime. Coconut's not one. Mm-mm. Lemon, uh, lemon is lime's not. Strawberry and orange are. It's and there's no cherry in here. Did there used to be a watermelon too? No, there's there's orange, lemon, strawberry, and cherry. Okay. To the best of my knowledge. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think so. And in order. Of best to worst, which well, there pink. is no worst. It's, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go by colors. It's pink, it's pink orange. Red. No, I, I love orange. I love the orange ones. I do too, but I love them all. It's pink, orange, red, yellow. No, it's pink. Yeah. It's it's pink, red, orange, yellow. Can we agree that if there was a green, that would be the best? There's a... So <laughs> there are... I think you, there's like tropical starbursts and stuff like that, sure, right? Sure, that's true. Yeah. 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 I don't know. This is really that's good, That's where though. the coconut comes from. Mm. That's probably it. Man. That's probably it. That's fucking delicious. That's though. incredible. So happy I got. A unfortunately, full five there's. <laughs> I was gonna say, unfortunately, <laughs> there's only five cans. Um. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. It's time to get into the trailer trashed. I almost said bleed feed. Damn it. All right, James, got some trailers for you. Very cool. Trailers. Very cool. I think the first one actually has something to do with Easter. So this Very could be a movie cool. for next year. Hell yeah. This could be a trending thing. Trailer one year, movie the next. Uh, this is a movie called Family Dinner. Uh, it's going to be on Screenbox, which is, I believe, <clears throat> partnership or owned by Bloody Disgusting, one of the two. I think it's their streaming service. Well, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, it's an Easter-themed horror movie, so that's fun. Uh, I've not watched any of these trailers, so these are all new to me as well. But um, this is family dinner. Will dich Tante Claudia doch nicht helfen? Ich habe Und jetzt essen wir. Uh, so I have no idea what that movie's about because okay. it's in what German? It's German, yeah. It's in C German. Yeah, I don't speak in C German. So I think uh, that I recognize a couple of those words from some um, videos I've seen on the deep web, but that's about it. The dark web. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, hold on. Let's see. Uh, in family dinner, a teenager spends the holidays at her aunt's farm in the hope of getting uh, help to lose weight. But soon after her arrival. 
she begins to suspect that something is very wrong at this place. So I did pick up on that. There's definitely sure, like sure. Um, there's definitely they, something wrong there. They they well, yeah the, <laughs> no they keep they keep kind of focusing on her looking in the mirror at like her stomach and stuff like looking at her body and stuff and then like uh, the uncle is extremely fit so yep. they keep like focusing in on that um, and then it, it like toward the end kind of gave me like. Um, uh, hereditary vibes, like well, the whole movie like some, has that... some sort of weird culty, yeah, something going on. It looks creepy as fuck. It's like Hereditary meets um, what was that? Uh, what was that one movie where the uh, the college pledges had to eat eat the meat or whatever? Raw, raw yeah. yeah. It's like Hereditary meets Raw. Yeah, it's kind of what it seems like. It looks good, but I have no idea what they were saying because the trailer didn't have subtitles, yeah. so the entire thing was in German. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when every time like uh, like a, a quotation, a quote from a, a um, from a critic popped yeah. up, it was in English. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, it's like, well, oh, good. thanks. At least I know this seems unnerving. Pia, Thank you. Pia Pulitzer <laughs> is absolutely unnerving in this role. It's like cool, thanks. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, um, but I'm sold on it visually. I think it looks. Great. Yeah, it looks yeah. really. It looks really creepy. Um, yeah. I'm into that as yeah. long as there's subtitles. Or I agree. Or if somebody provides me with Rosetta Stone in the next few months. Yes, she sounds hot. <laughs> okay, moving on to our next. Trailer. Oh, dude, Rosetta Stone. Right. That's a fantastic name for. I mean. <laughs> Even just an actress. That would be really cool. Rosetta Stone. Well, too bad you got a vasectomy. You're <laughs> fucked. Um. <laughs> it could be my... It could be, no. <laughs> I was going to say it could be my daughter's stage name, but I'm, ta- I'm talking oh, about... Oh, you're going to be a stage dad, are I'm you? talking about legitimate acting, not the other stuff. And I know that you would twist you're, it in that you're, way because no, no. you're a freak. Your daughter has the makings to be the female Jim Carrey. She, she does. does, yeah. She does. <laughs> yep, she's very expressive. Rosetta, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. That's good, though, because it works, and then when she wants to become a real actress later, it's still a strong name. Somehow right? I feel like this name's already been taken by an actress. That name translates into many languages. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Ben Affleck is starring in a Robert Rodriguez movie. Oh, nice. Pretty excited about this. Um, a, a reality bending this thriller. Is, this is definitely more thriller action, but uh, let's be honest. Tonight's movie is more of an action-ish movie. Yeah. It's not total sci-fi. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely more action. It's like not sci-fi horror. It's sci-fi I mean, action. It's, it's a Tom Cruise movie. Sure. But, There's bound so, to be some action. My point is, though, is that the, the just fucking watch it. Yeah, okay? Dude. It's called Hypnotic. Obviously, these trailers are all on YouTube. Uh, go watch them. Come back. Join us. Uh, let's watch some Benny F. What do you see? Your daughter? The park? This is normal. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks fucking amazing. Um, so I, I, we just rewatched um, Seven two nights ago. Yeah, this movie for whatever reason sort of gives me that like old school David Fincher vibe, a little bit, um, uh, and I don't, I don't know why, but it just it just kind of does. There's something weird about what's going on. I kind of see that, except not grimy enough. It's not grimy. It's not. It's not that. It's more the the writing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's more. It's it, I, I, whatever. 
Uh, Alice Braga is amazing. She was in Queen of the South, a uh, TV show on FX a long time ago, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, she's been in a lot of other stuff. Obviously, Ben Affleck looks incredible. William fucking Fincher. God, I love William Fickner, Fincher. Fickner, I think his name is. Is it Fickner? Yeah. I've always said Fincher. That's not his name. It's not. You're right. <laughs> I just, you're right. I've called him the wrong name probably for 20 years. I'm just going to continue doing so. Um, but I don't know. William Fincher is amazing. Oh, you. Oh, you're you're just gonna commit yeah, to it, yeah, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, uh, it looks interesting. It's um, it's about uh, this dude who can just hypnotize people and make them do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, um, hypnotics come a long way since the uh, blue bottle from the nineties. The blue bottle. You never had a. You never drank hypnotic. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! You mean hypnotique? Oh yes. <laughs> oh, that shit sucked. Did you ever actually have that stuff? Uh, I have a bottle of it at the house right now. Do you really? It's a, it's a little taster bottle. Uh, Kristen found it in her boxes that she was unloading from like college or some shit. Oh, California probably. Probably. I wish yeah. she loved that. Yeah, stuff it's, when it's she just was sitting in on our. It's just sitting on our liquor shelf right now. No oh, one will no. ever drink it. But oh, it's terrible. Um, this looks really good though. I like it. Yeah, it does look good. I like it a lot. It started with a scene that just like made me go, nope, I am not going to watch that. I just like movies about people's kids disappearing these days. I just can't do it, dude. Yeah. But I will watch it because hopefully it looks like he might still be able to get his daughter back by the end of the movie. Yeah, so he probably will. It's yeah. Ben Affleck. He gets what he wants. I don't know. Some That's... of these some of these directors, I know Robert Rodriguez probably wouldn't, but some of these directors nowadays like to pull the rug out from underneath you in the most that would be me. horrible way. If I was a director, that would be me. <laughs> Hands down. You know, like, like sorry, ugh. your child fell in a meat grinder like yep. seven acts ago. Yep. This has all been for nothing. Yep. Your kid's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like Megan. I would have been the guy that that proposed the scene of Megan where the kid gets dragged by a car and you see all of his guts and everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, show his guts. Yeah, but that kid is an asshole though. Does a twelve year old not have guts? Come on. If you got hit by a car, this is what it would look like. Just shuck fucking show it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that would that would be me. Uh anyway, yeah. Looks, that looks, that looks great good. though. Cool. So uh yeah. Alrighty. Um that's what we're drinking about. That's what we're drinking about. <laughs> You're drunk. No, I'm not. I. How did I do this last week? I don't know, James. That was. How did you do it? That was a trailer, and now we're sufficiently trash. Is that how I did it? Something like that. All right. Let's get into the bleed feed. It's a lot less clumsy. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Guess what, James? It's been uh, it's been two weeks since we last did the uh, feed of bleed, and shockingly, in two weeks' time, there's not been any major deaths. It's not not within the horror sphere. There's no blood to feed me. There is not. Son of a bitch. I know, right? All these people, um, all these people keep living for too long. Can I possibly feed you with a woman? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Joker. <laughs> I mean, yes, please. <laughs> Joker Folia do uh, is uh, going to be the probably crazy. Uh, speaking of hypnotic, hypnotic uh, love story of a one uh, Joker and Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this week we have the first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Oh, the Lady Gaga. Have you seen these photos yet? I have seen some of them. Okay, Are you well, about this to is, show me more? This is the main yep, photo. I've seen that yep. one. Mm-hmm. How, do, uh, how do we feel about this? I think she looks like a cracked out, crazy ass 
woman. Yeah, she looks like uh, <laughs> Courtney Love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yep. Um, she's digging herself a hole, but it um, it looks she looks good ish. We don't know yeah, exactly no, I lo- the story's going for. I like but... I like the take on it because um, um me. no, I like the take on it uh because it's not full on like Harley Quinn clown makeup. It's barely there. It's just like yeah, it's 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 like messy red lipstick, really messy eyeshadow with a little bit of the clown lines, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. like that could have happened just from maybe a little bit of crying, maybe a little bit of fighting, sure, maybe a little sure. bit of God knows what, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, yeah, it, I, I'm liking the way it looks. No, it, it it's provocative. And I'll give it is, that. Ooh, it's provocative. It is, it is. Like, yeah. It, it, I want to know what her story is now. Yeah. Like, I love the idea that, like, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is absolutely crazy, yet his makeup, because he's a professional clown, yeah, like looks very perfect, whereas hers looks very disheveled, very whatever, which tells me the difference between the two different characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that that definitely has something to do with the narrative. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, so I'm very excited to see it. I think uh, I think she's great. I, I have a hard time at this point seeing Lady Gaga as anything other than her, you know? Um, really? I mean, same thing like, with, she's uh, sort even, of a... Even in A Star is Born, I was like, I'm watching Lady Gaga. Like, I, I know that it's hard for me to wrap my brain around her being somebody else. Okay. Well, because she's such a character in her everyday life that when she plays a character in a movie, it just looks like you're watching Lady Gaga as one of her people you know what i'm saying like we should probably specify too that that's we know that's not how you say her name <laughs> that's how i say her name it's like david fincher lady gaga or not uh william fincher <laughs> fincer um, oh, I said it. um i don't know yeah, I, I just don't... like she just she's she's a chameleon but you always know she's a chameleon if that makes sense yeah i get what you're saying you know i do i don't know I've never actually seen a movie. She's I I didn't see a Star Was Born. Oh, it's good. Star is Star is Born. Yeah, it's good. A Star Was Born. Um, yeah, I've I've not seen it. So, and yeah, to me, like she is theatrical, just in every sense of the word, just in real life. So, but she's I don't never think it'll been be that anybody hard. other than herself, though. In in all of those theatric, yeah, moves. but yeah, but who is she? Oh, you know, that's the real she's question. The meat lady. Yeah, sometimes she's the meat lady. In the egg. Sometimes she's the in the egg lady. Sometimes sometimes, she, sometimes she's a lady who's just got fucking black jeans, black <laughs> Levi's jeans and a gray t-shirt on at the That's fucking true. Academy Awards and she gives a speech about how sometimes you got to just be your own hero. You know who else wears that? You probably didn't see that, did I you? I did. I did watch oh, that. Did I you? watched the I watched Oh, you did watch that, yeah. yeah. Of course I saw it. Yeah. You know who and else? See, you know what's funny is like out of all the things that I've ever seen her do, like the meat suit and the fucking the headdresses and the, that was the weirdest. Chucks I was like and ripped jeans. <laughs> it was it was this the speech that she gave before that song. I go okay, that's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, let's tone it down a little bit. Stephanie, uh, is that her name? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, first off, beer me. Second off, you know who else wears those kind of clothes? Who? People that live in Dairy, Maine. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Welcome to Dairy is the prequel series yes. that uh, is being developed right now. Um, yes. And there's a little bit of casting news, which okay. is exciting. Better be good. And also non-casting news. Mm. So casting news, uh, James Remar is joining the cast. Okay, which is cool. Awesome. Love James Remar. As? Uh, Taylor Page uh, is also in it. Uh, she's been in stuff. Uh, it doesn't say... <laughs> She's been in not, some stuff. It does not say that uh, what character James Remar is playing, if it's anybody we even know. This is a prequel, by the way, so who knows what characters are going to be in there. Um, one thing, though... Do I know uh, who ta- who's Taylor Page? Uh, I don't know. She's... Excuse me. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she's been in stuff. Uh, she's been in stuff. Uh, I don't know. Look her up. Oh, okay. I was yeah. spelling her name wrong. Yeah, it's it's Taylor. 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 Yeah. Um, I know I know her. I cannot place her though for the life of me without actually doing my research, which I should have done because I'm giving you news. But uh, one person that is not going to be in this, at least as of yet, unfortunately, is Bill Skarsgård. Oh no! no yeah, no, I know. No Bill. I know. I, well, I was really hoping that he would have come on, even for. Like cameos here and there. Like I understand that the whole that the series is probably not going to be Pennywise based. It's going to be dairy based, and I get that. But I, I, I was really hoping that he would show up. Maybe he still will. Well, the thing but... is, is that even if it's so, this is a prequel. Yep. Um, Pennywise is eternal. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Why'd you give me a Bud Light, and not a juicy fruit beer? Oh, sorry. Did you want another well, juicy? I already fruit? cracked it, so I got to drink it now. Oh no! Give me that. I'll drink it. I don't have to drive anywhere. Oh, okay. Give me that. Yeah, you're good. And my kids are on spring break, so. Ooh. <laughs> hey. Spring break? What's that? I said spring break. Um, Yeah, Pennywise isn't always in Bob Gray form, you know? Like, it can. True. And and if this is a prequel, I suppose they could explore some other ideas. Or maybe Pennywise will have nothing to do with it. Who knows? I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe I don't it'll know... just be the fucking orange tubular lights i feel like penny i mean maybe pennywise is like alien form perhaps maybe well pennywise isn't really an alien well his spiritual form not really a spirit either i'm not that far (laughs) in the book so i don't fucking know it's hard to describe Um, anyway um yeah so that's uh that's your dairy news uh more casting news coming out here though uh maxine which is ty west's third movie in his uh his X trilogy is going to be starting filming soon, and they have added Kevin Bacon to the cast. The Bacon, which is amazing. Nice. Now we still have not watched any of these movies because no. I've been saving them for a show. Yeah, which hopefully we'll do very soon. Okay. Um, but I love Kevin Bacon. I love porn. Put the two together, and uh, there you go. <laughs> Why not? Yep. Um. So there you go. Um. Okay. X Files, James. X Files James. How do you feel about the X Files? Well, I James. am X Files James. Yes. So. <laughs> so, how you, so how does X Files James feel about the X Files? Um, I like the X Files. I have never sat down to watch the whole series, though. Okay. Can you imagine the X Files with anybody other than David Duchovny and uh, um, why can't I think of her name, Jillian Anderson? Well, yeah, because there was, you know, X Files with Bob Patrick and. Jillian Anderson at one point in time. Well, that was the end of the original series, but it was still with Jillian Anderson. Well, you're asking me if I can... Okay, you know what? Fuck you, James. <laughs> um, so, Ryan Coogler, the guy behind the um, 
uh, uh, Black Panther movies. Oh, Coogs? Coogs. Yeah, I know Coogs. Uh, he is developing a new version of the X-Files. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Which is crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, but at the same time, I feel like the X-Files is... It's Scully and Mulder's story. Like, how do you do a new version of the X-Files without them? You know? Yeah. Like, I'm really, really, really torn on it. Like, I love the... Just just make, make a new version of the X-Files. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there was supposed just... to be an animated movie or an animated series that tackled two new agents that tackled the, the, the stories that Scully and Mulder didn't want. <laughs> and it was supposed to be like a comedy oh, and really? that, and that got axed, unfortunately, that, would actually, be that pretty, actually sounds that would great. Actually be pretty yeah. cool. Um, um, it sounds like ghosted actually. There's a, uh, it's a series with, um, what's his, oh, fuck. What are their names? Keep talking and I'll look it up. You'll, uh, you'll ghosted. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, it was basically the X Files, but like the the reject team, <laughs> basically. Sh- sure. Um, I yeah. It, to me, it's like I I agree with you. Like it's it's Scully and Mulder, or or at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, like it's 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 one of those things where it's like, who are we making this for? Is there like. Is there a large contingent of people who are saying like, let's bring back X Files, but let's not bring back any of the things that we r- remember from X Files? Well, so here's the thing: but, David Duchovny is is open to a return. Okay. Gillian Anderson says she's completely done, but David Duchovny says he'll only do it if Gillian um, Anderson does yeah. it. So there's the hang-up. On the other hand, it doesn't sound like though that that's what they're even pursuing. So who knows? On the other hand, okay. So being that I never like fully watched the entire um, series, the entire series, Scully and Mulder obviously were the like the main focus of the of the series. Yeah, but they were working within the confines of an agency. It was the FBI. Were they the only two who handled the, the X Files? Yes. Okay, but wouldn't it makes it would make sense that. Once they moved on or retired or whatever, there would be other people handling the X Files. Like, like once, like once, because weird shit's gonna keep happening. So once Scully and Mulder are gone, you're telling me that like they're just never gonna investigate weird shit again. If that's the way they handle it, and they acknowledge Scully and Mulder, and they acknowledge the story that came before them, I would be way more on board. I don't know that I have trust. In a studio doing that, it would because, be silly not to. But and remakes but are so hot. Studios are idiots, and remakes are hot. So I don't know if that's grammatically correct. What I just said, studios are idiots. No, they're studios are idiots. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll if see. they we'll yeah see. if they acknowledged like the previous the previous you know like if if you t- like uh, Scully and Mulder they you know they trained the next the next. Well, and, they didn't and, train anybody, that's for sure. Well, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily what it has to be, but like, because at this point, it might you might be so far removed because this was back in the '90s that like there might have been a couple generations of X Files uh, investigators, right? There's a revival like, series though, just a couple of we- uh, years ago. So, was there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so they, looking- they had they had old Scully and Mulder come back, older rather. She's. By the way, if you're looking for something on Audible, there's X Files Cold Cases on yeah. Audible with 
uh, with David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. Oh no shit! And uh, uh, what the hell is I his should, name? I should listen to that. It's very cool. Yeah, I it's like an that. audio play. Okay, so you'll be way more into it, even into though it. you can do audio books now. Well, ish, ish. It's an audio play though. They all like it's it's fully casted and okay. it's like there's sound effects and everything. It's very cool. Can we get back on top? <sighs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like against this or anything. I don't know. And I, I'm not like such an because I never fully got into the original series, which I would I would like to at some point in time. I'm not like an X Files purist, you know. That's fair. So, that's fair. I've watched uh, a good, good, good portion of it, so it, it's really, really hard for me to wrap my head around the X Files sure. about them. Like to me, they are the heart and soul. Sure. Just do something completely different. Don't even call it the X Files or call it X Files something. Right. Call it like. X-Files, like, new blood. Call it like <laughs> fringe. Yes. Right? Right? <laughs> Listen, you. L- the argument could be made that, yes, okay, no. exactly. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying call it, literally call it fringe. <laughs> fringe. Instead of doing an X-Files remake, do a fringe remake. The Z-Files. Oh. Boom. Oh, because Gen it's all Z. all Gen Z. <laughs> they, Endless supply like, of cases. They'd be like, dead ass, this guy is like, this guy's... <laughs> This guy, this guy sucks people's blood on God, on God. It's fire, bro. I hate you so I, much. I, I hate you. So I don't much. know how Gen Zers talk. I I just said three words that I think they say. Yeah, I I don't even care that we're old and don't understand. Okay, moving on here. Uh, can we get back into something that we actually understand? Yeah. The Toxic Avenger. We okay. get that. Yeah. We get that. Yeah. Um, this is the last bit of news, and this is what I'm ending with. The toxic Avenger. Not a lot of news in the last the two weeks. Toxic Avenger is bussin'. Right? He, speaking, do be, he do be bussin'. Speaking of bussin', what about button? Oh. Yeah, because apparently the remake, this is, I'm literally just going to read you the, the headline of this article from okay. what I'm discussing. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger remake will feature a butt guts scene that's sure to get people talking. Fuck yeah. That's dude. the news. That's all you need to know. I'm in. Butt guts. I'm in. It's button. Say nothing else. <laughs> say say less. That's another I think that's thank another you. Gen Z thing. Thank you, Megan Blair. Hey man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Say less. Uh yeah, I'm in for that's, that. That's all I need. Butt that, guts. That's, it. that's all I need Elijah to know. Elijah Wood, Julia Davis, Kevin Bacon, Peter Dinklage butt guts yeah fuck that's, yeah. It. that's all you need to know yeah, get out of here that's that's, it. that's fine that's okay. good that's good stuff all right okay let's talk about jesus a little bit <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the bleed feed we're gonna take a little bit of a break and when we get back it's gonna take uh, we're gonna have some of these uh these snyder's uh peanut butter fr- pretzels which are going to take us 15 minutes to wash out of our mouths and then when we get back we're gonna we're gonna do uh we're gonna do easter proud we're gonna gonna talk talk about the resurrection talk about the resurrection yes and tom cruise do you know tom cruise is a unicorn i didn't he's got one tooth right in the middle of his head oh dude it's so weird too (laughs) seriously bring up a picture of tom cruise and then draw a line straight from his forehead through his nose down the front of his mouth. Oh, there's only one pooth. There's only one. Pooth. There's one. only. There's only one pooth. One pooth. All right. One we'll be tooth. Back. That's it. It's just there. Yep. It's it's looking at you, like staring you right in the eyes. Yep. Like I am fucking Tom Cruise. Yep. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> 
We'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. James, what are you doing tomorrow? Um, Wait, what I, are you doing right now? I was about to pop a peanut butter Because you're pretz- on the edge oh. of tomorrow. Oh. I'm on the <laughs> edge of tomorrow. I just sang that to the... Here's a fun fact. <laughs> I inadvertently just sang that to the melody of the Hannah Montana song. Oh, wow. Yep. that's That's scary. Well, that show... You're living on the edge of something. That show plays a lot in my household, so... That's... That, God, this is what fatherhood is? It's pretty funny. Is that what fatherhood is? It's actually pretty funny. I don't think I want kids. Yes, you <laughs> ba- Based on that. Dude... I don't know that I do. Listen, your kids will introduce you to shows where you're like, I'm not fu- I'm not watching this, and then you sit down and you're like, it's pretty good. Ooh, like Rescue 911 with William Shatner? Oh, dude. <laughs> Will kids watch that? See, that's Because I'll shit, watch the like, shit out of that's that. That's weird. Like, <laughs> when I was my kid's age, that's what I was yes, watching. I know. And that shit's like scary. Unsolved Mysteries and Rescue 911. Scary and violent. It was the back-to-back fucking trifecta. Even though it was only two shows, that's how good it was. <laughs> that's how good it was. Dude, fucking... What's his name? Uh, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Not Michael Stack. I finally got it right. Yeah. That was, hey, good I job. Know, I know, right? I yeah, know. Uh, Robert Stack, scariest man alive. And I'm sure he was a sweetheart in real life. I'm sure. You I know? fucked like a beast. Oh, God, did he ever. <laughs> Could you, you think people were just afraid of him? That'd be just spooky having sex with him. <laughs> like every like, like every, every, every time you came, but then nothing happened, you'd be like, it's an unsolved mystery. <laughs> and no one knows to this day where that load went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> that's not even that great of a joke. It's a All great right. joke. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, so uh this is a movie from 2014. I always looked at this as what cuz here's the thing. This movie did not hey, fare hey, well. Hey, here's the thing. In American box office. It kind of bombed. So it came out it was a Tom Cruise movie. It looked like an action movie with some sci-fi, you know, uh, machinery kind of stuff in it. But that was all I ever knew about it. It's very like I kept getting this movie, and I don't know when. When did Elysium come out? Ah, uh, you're stealing part of my, my my material here, but keep going. Go fuck yourself. I can okay. say whatever I want. Elysium and Edge of Tomorrow. They <laughs> look they look like the same movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know I, any. I was fucking myself. I'm Ex- sorry. <laughs> uh, Except for one of them has Matt Matt Damon. No, they're very similar. So here's when I when I was watching this about I don't know maybe 25, 30 minutes in the movie, I came up with a a version of how this movie. You came go. To be. Where's Matt Damon? <laughs> I go. This is like if Neil Bloomkamp walked into the studio and was like, "I want to remake Starship Troopers." And the studio was like, nah, we can't do that. But we do have Groundhog's Day. And Neil Bloomkamp was like, I got this. <laughs> that's that's what this movie is. But Neil Bloomkamp has nothing to do with this movie. No. Oh. But Neil Bloomkamp directed Elysium. Elysium. 
Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. This, so, that's what this movie feels like. Okay, right. Gotcha. I'm back on board. You're back on... Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like... <laughs> you ruined my joke. Thank you. I well, it, it wasn't that great of a joke. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night, everybody. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's what this felt like, though. This <clears throat> felt like a Neil Bloomkamp movie, first off, because of all the mechs and even the... the the um, monsters, I guess you could call them, the aliens. Aliens? Yeah. Yeah, they were an alien life form. No. The aliens almost seemed more Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, like tech versions of the Stranger Things. Yeah. But if not that, even if tech. If that even makes sense. Not even tech, really. I mean, they seemed organic. They just seemed... They they actually... what? I mean, because they, like, they were like Time Lords, sort of. So it was Ooh. like... You couldn't really get a good look at them ever. You know what I mean? No, you were, actually didn't see them for a good like, long time. They too. were constantly sort of changing shape. And, yeah. Um, I liked how in the beginning of the movie you actually didn't know what they were fighting. Yeah. Because they never showed them. Right. It wasn't until like the big glorious reveal that you actually saw the alien in full. And then I was just like, oh, that's fucking sweet. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. Cool. Um, I'm glad you I, did. I, the first 15 minutes of it, I was like, oh, God, it's a, it's a Tom Cruise action movie that I feel like I'm not going to be into. Like, I just kind of... Can I stop I you for a second? Do you not like Tom Cruise movies? I love Tom Cruise okay. movies. I do. So why did you... I just felt like this was going to be kind of a throwaway, like the Nickelback of action movies. <laughs> like, I really did. Like, I thought this was just going to be that. Because I texted, I texted fucking Brian the same day that I texted you, and I said, "Hey man, you should check out Edge of Tomorrow." Because I think Brian would be into this sure, movie. Sure, sure. I said you should check this out. I, I think it's, I think it's right in your wheelhouse. And he's like, "Oh dude, I love a Tom Cruise movie." And I said, "Me too." Like what? Oh hell yeah! Dude. Why does he catch so much heat? I know he's a like kind of a weirdo in real life. Yeah. And I think that's it. Like, I think he's weird in real life, so people let their feelings about him bleed into the cinema. I have nothing but respect for Tom Cruise, knowing that he does all of his own stunts. Oh, yeah. Which he did in this movie. Right. Um, and he's just kind of a badass in real life. And it's funny, my, my first note for this movie was literally, it's a good thing that we know Tom Cruise is a legitimate badass in real life. Otherwise, this would look all too real. Where like he shows up to actually do something crazy that he's known that people think he's known for, but he's like, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like he like, he pusses out like crazy, and it's funny. Um, so this movie was directed by a guy named Doug Lehman, who did Jumper, The Born Identity, uh-huh. and Swingers. Yeah, and most importantly, two episodes of The OC. Oh, yeah, shit, dude. that's where his chops. Came there you from. go. There you but, go, Dougie um, boy. Uh, but yeah, like, like Doug Lehman though said that he did this movie because Tom Cruise was already attached to it. And he goes, I liked it because it showed the one thing that Tom Cruise has never done. Be bad at something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of true. It's weird seeing Tom Cruise be the bitch. Yeah. I, at the beginning of this movie, it's so like, because Tom Cruise is sort of a, what do they call it? What do they call it when like a woman can do no wrong and a Mary Sue? Tom Cruise is sort of like a Mary Sue. He's like the invincible. Like he's he like nothing's ever imperfect about him in movies. Like he's the good looking dude. He can fight. He can run. He can jump. He can ride motorcycles without right. a helmet like a badass. He's the Emily Blunt 
of action movie. She's so, but even, <laughs> but even that, she's not a Mary Sue in this movie because she fucking dies over and over. You well, know? they both do. In fairness, um, yeah, which is awesome. Um, she said she said at one point in time in this movie that she has seen him die, which means he died first three hundred times. No, not him. Or did he watch her die? Yeah, when she she said that there was a guy named Hendrix. Yes. That she saw die uh, three hundred times. Okay, okay. So that gives that gives you so that that gives you those sort of a a roadmap though of how long this stuff takes. Like we only saw a fraction of it, obviously, because there's huge time jumps in this movie. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, because I. This yeah, went on like, for a while. This. Yeah. Like, how many times did he? Well, so let's. He's reliving the same day over and over, and we'll get into why in a minute. But he's he's literally, we don't know how many times he's relived this day, but it's hundreds probably. Oh, um, absolutely hundreds. Like his training alone probably took him a full year. Sure. If it, at the very least, if you think about it, you know, to mm-hmm. get to be that good of a uh, of a fighter, you know, he goes into it not being able to fathom going into a fight. And he's, then he becomes a super soldier by the end. He's never of it. worn one of these mech suits in his entire. So he's basically so. At the beginning of the movie, he shows up uh, to speak to a general in the UK. What? No, I was say, should we give a synopsis real quick, just to kind of give an overview before uh, we get into the actual movie? Sure. Yeah. Um, a soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. Uh, the day restarting every time he dies. Right. So again, it's like Groundhog. It's day. Groundhog's Day or Happy Death Day. Yep. Or there's what was the other one? There's another. I think it was one. called Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Pretty sure that was it. Yeah. 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 This, there, this, there's, there's probably a lot of movies that have the yeah, same this, similar. This plot reference. line is not. It's nothing new, but I don't get sick of it. No, it's I think great. it's I think it's really cool. Like I do too. it's because watching somebody live the same day over and over, and then like learning a little something new every day is mm-hmm. I don't. There's something really cool about that to me. So he shows up. He's basically a he's basically like a TV personality, like a hype man for the for the um, U.S. military. Yeah, like he's a he's a PR guy, and basically his job is to go on TV and um explain why fighting this threat these aliens that have invaded the um the earth why it's why it's our job and why everybody needs to be patriotic and rally and join the military and join the fight and blah 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 and come to find out when he goes to talk to this uh Brendan Gleeson general Brigham. Yeah, General Brigham played by Brendan Gleeson. He's he's just a guy who had an advertising agency at one point in time and then when the war f- broke out he capitalized. He lost his ad agency, so he jumped into the military as this PR guy. Uh General Brigham basically tells him, "Well, you're going to get sent to the the front lines basically to make a puff piece. Like we're going to send you into this it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a, an attack on the enemy, uh, kind of a, like almost like a beaches of Normandy sort of thing. It's exactly what it was. Is it was supposed to? It, it was supposed to be an attack on the enemy that the enemy wasn't going to see coming, and he was going to be surrounded by hundreds of thousands of capable, uh, capable warriors, um, soldiers, and 
he was supposed to have cameras on him and stuff, and it was just supposed to be like a propaganda piece, like a yeah. a, a puff piece to show people that we're winning the fight. Humanity is winning the fight. But he's terrified. Yeah. He's, he's never seen combat a day in his life. Right. Doesn't want to go. So he attempts to blackmail the general, which is a horrible idea. Yep. And ends up getting just arrested for for deserting and mm-hmm. uh, thrown into this camp where he's just going to be sent to the front lines. Um, what? Can we talk about it? Yeah. Let's... Here's Bill Paxton again <laughs> playing Bill. another batshit crazy role. <laughs> I'm telling you. I never noticed how Nick Cage Bill Paxton was until I started paying attention to him, but it's so true. Every one of his performances are just over-the-top amazing. <laughs> and this is, yet again, another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not wrong on this. No. I think no. you thought that I was crazy at first, but this is like the third or fourth movie we watched with Bill Paxton, <laughs> and every one of his performances are Nick Cage-worthy. They're just crazy over the top performances. He's able what to he's so good at. But he's also able to dial it in and dial it down and be normal. Like when well, he was in like in Twister. It's not well or, he, he or frail can't. or frailty. I'm not saying that he can't. Nicolas Cage can also do that. I'm not saying that every <laughs> Nicolas Cage can he really? No. I'm not saying that every Nicolas Cage though is like that, but the best Nicolas Cage movies like are are like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Bill Paxton is the same way. He is the next Nicolas Cage. Well, he's dead, so. The last Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Though. Like, um, but yeah, Bill Paxton's amazing. He's just uh he's just a, a sergeant that's following orders and taking the deserter to basically to the B team and, or the J team, if you will. J and, squad. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. And every time uh, Tom Cruise uh, Cage, is his name, comes back, it's like. Bill Paxson's characters gets more confused because he knows more every single time. And it's and it's great. It's it's really fun watching Bill Paxton just be completely befuddled by this guy. You know, every time. Yeah. And um and and we as the audience don't exactly know what's going on at first, other than we're kind of learning with Tom Cruise. But a lot happens. You go from the beginning of the movie. Uh, to 30 minutes in, he's already died and come back three times. Well, like we the should, movie moves really quick. We should first. explain too. Um, the reason he's coming back is he gets sent into he gets sent into this battle completely unprepared. He's never worn a mech suit in his entire life. Has no idea how to even turn the safety off on his weapon. No. And he ends up killing one of. So there's. Two different forms, well, three different forms of this this alien, and there's the the mimics. There's the mimics, and then there's the alpha mimics, these mm-hmm. giant blue ones. And he ends up killing one of these, and he gets drenched in its blood, which like burns into his skin, and like it looks pretty gnarly. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And then suddenly he wakes up, he's yep. alive again, and then the day's repeating itself. He has no idea why. And it happens several more times. And every time it happens, he's learning new information. He's trying to warn J-Squad about the fact that He retains that it. When he dies, he retains his memories. Right. Nobody else does. Right. Yeah. Much like Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the same fucking movie. It is. Yeah. Like, you know whoever wrote this. Like, what if Groundhog's Day took place in the world of 
Starship Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this was. <laughs> and I even told you, I said, it, it, when I told you about the movie, I said, it's Groundhog Day except for, or no, I told Brian Groundhog Day because he could relate to that better than you. I told you it was... You ha- think I've never seen Groundhog Day? No, but I, I told you it was like Happy Death Day. Except for instead of... I would have uh, preferred the Groundhog's Day. <laughs> well, whatever. Instead of Jessica Roth yep. uh, trying to figure out who the killer is, it's Tom Cruise trying to... Uh, living the same day over and over, trying to stop this alien yeah. invasion. Um, so eventually, he's on the battlefield, and he's he's figured out how to keep himself alive for just a few extra minutes, and he comes across this woman rita vertasky who has her name the the full metal bitch the full metal bitch the (laughs) angel of verdun and she's the only person who she's kind of become the uh poster child the poster child for the The fight against this species because she on her first day of active combat combat in one of these mech suits she was able to kill hundreds of these mimics sure but then she they find each other on the battlefield and she recognizes something in him that seems like he knows what he's doing a little too much. And then he turns around. This come, part's actually kind of find me. This part's actually kind of creepy to me. Like, cause he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then like, it, it's almost like dream. It's almost dreamlike in a way you, you'd expect somebody in a dream to do this to you. Like, well, especially because she says, find me when you wake up. But I, like, ex- I, I I can literally imagine lots of things in my dreams of Emily Blunt doing <laughs> things to me. That's just me. <laughs> you're, you're right on. You are right on. Such a babe. Emily Blunt has never looked hotter than in this movie. The first time you see her where she's planking on the one arm. And she kind of looks up and she does that thing. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of that shot. Dude, like, she does dude. the little. And she, that says a lot because Emily gonna... Blunt is gorgeous. Yeah. That says a lot. But this movie, I'm pretty sure, is like the pinnacle of that. Well, I don't know. Hey, to be blunt. Did, did you <laughs> Did you see her on the, did you see her on the award show circuit this year? I did not. Oh, no. God. Babe, dude. <laughs> Just like every video I shot, and she's married to one of my favorite people in the entire world, John yeah. Krasinski. Yeah. Like so, she's married to the there's like a she. They're a power couple, but like every video that they would post, I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> like the, she's so hot. Um, plus, she was Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, I'm popping. <laughs> I'm popping. I'm popping, Mary. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, she plays Rita, and she's uh, like you said, the poster child for the war. Yeah, she's the badass. Everybody looks up to her. Even mm-hmm. the highest ranking officials look up to her. She's like a god amongst the soldiers. full metal bitch. Yeah. Um, and she recognizes something in him, and 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 then she like right before they die again, she says, "Find me when you wake up." What? Find yeah. me when you wake up. It's all very fucking dramatic yeah it's awesome and then he does he finds her when they i just love who like, told you you could talk to me <laughs> i just love how confusing these converse like putting yourself in the position of these people in 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 real life like yep. how confusing these conversations but would you be. learn though to learn things about them to develop a shorthand to where you're not wasting time right 
and that that's one of the really cool things about the movie yeah. is him is every is, every is him learning all the shorthand I'm like yes i understand this you have two fingers behind your back we already did yeah. this we already did this fast forward to the good stuff like-, the, like the first time he goes into j squad after he like really figures out what the hell's going on and he goes in and he covers up their card game and he's like yep. yeah so it uh it's uh, it's uh, it's Kimmel, right? Uh, bah, 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 bah. And he's just like looking at each of them and telling them what they're about to say. And then he's like, "So what's next, PT?" <laughs> yeah. And then somebody calls from behind him, PT. And like you said, uh, um, Sergeant Farrell, Bill Paxton, is just like looking at him, like like knowing something's weird. Like, but he's, who is this? He's guy, too but... much of a military man to ever pay attention to it. Right. right. Like he notices it, but just moves on. Right. His yeah. life's too simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like I said, I, I really did not expect this movie to be a sci-fi heavy. I thought this was going to be a lot more action heavy, which don't get me wrong. It was, Yeah. but this is a, this definitely is a sci-fi creature movie mm-hmm. through and through. Yeah. And I did not expect that. I thought it was going to be more like minority report for some reason or something like that, you know, like more like, Thriller action. You thought that there was going to you thought be. there was going to be a lot more drama and action in between the sci-fi stuff. Sort of, yeah. Because uh, and it's I was a Tom Cruise movie. Pleasantly surprised by the how much aliens there were. Uh-huh. Once you see them, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Really, really shocked by that. Um, yeah, like I said, it was it was really great. The, the aliens were fucking great. The the tentacled, like crazy, weird, almost like. War of the Worlds type kind of aliens too with the tentacles and everything and I I, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was, it was it was cool design. There was every once in a while like the uh, every once in a while the CG on the aliens left a little bit to be desired. Oh, I did not think so at all. But at the same time, there was a part of me where I was like, these are. It's it's almost like these aren't even like real physical beings because they're existing like. Because because of the it's how do I articulate this like because they're like these weird time traveling time bending things like they didn't need to look it's almost like what you would picture something that like exists in between in between the the fabric of time and reality or something you know what I mean it's I don't know how to articulate this like like. I I let I you let expect them to glitch out because yeah doing, like I like weird. yeah like I well and the fact that they do they move in a very glitchy way which is kind of cool they do but at the same time they also feel very organic to me like I didn't I didn't think they looked weird at all I I thought it was very alien for for lack of a better word I thought I thought they looked very alien yeah yeah um I I don't know exactly they looked what very I'm metro here. This this game or this movie also played oh, like a video game, like the like, like the background in Metroid, like the everything, weird, like the, the characters, like the Metroid itself is a big glowing brain. That's what the the main yeah. <laughs> the, the main alpha of the movie was Omega, the Omega rather of the movie was it was like, it was like the brain of the alien race. That's yeah. what Metroid is. Yeah. So I felt like this 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 movie was. Somebody like somebody whoever wrote this movie was a big fan of Metroid, was a big fan of uh, Neil Bloomkamp, was a big fan of uh, whatever. I just a combination of all those things, you know. I, I just I, I just I don't know. 
Loved it. Starship, Groundhog's Day, all those things. <laughs> Metroid, throw it together in a blender, you get this movie. Um, I I love how when you're following Tom Cruise's character, you know, like the director said, he's not good at things to begin with. Mm. I love how you see him failing. Like he tries to fall out of line while doing push-ups to row under under a truck one time to get away, and he just gets run over. Like he just straight up dies. And Bill Paxton's like, "What the fuck? What was he thinking?" Yeah, like him, like him having to do things over and over to figure out the right timing. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. I love they showed that, and they didn't just kind of glance over it. I, that it helped the character development. Well, yeah, and like you say, it's showing Tom Cruise being shitty at stuff, which yeah. is. That's kind of what everybody wants to see because he's he's always so perfect in every role, especially you know like Mission Impossible. He's like he's the invincible, uh, invincible uh, special operative. You know, like well, in fairness though, she was kind of more that than he was. Like like the the, the world saw her as that, and this kind of leads into one of my. I do have a gripe about the end of the movie. I thought they they played the end of the movie a little bit sour. I would have done it a completely different way. In what way? Um, so like, here's the thing. So th- from the view of Tom Cruise, here's a guy who is reliving the same day over and over and over. And he has met and has been with uh, Emily Blunt's character, Rita, for, for every day for years probably at this mm-hmm. point, right? And he has grown very, very, very fond of her. It's very clear he's had deep conversations with her. He's gotten information out of her that she would never tell anybody else. Like, it's very clear that he has developed a relationship with her, right? right. So even though this is like a sci-fi action movie, there's still a, a, a big blanket of... There's a love story going on, sort of as well, with everything else. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, you know, they get to the point where... Neither one of them have, or not, we didn't even talk about this. She used to get the whole. She was living day after day after day. For a while until but it then stopped. She, so the only way for the day to reset is for you to die. And yeah. it's because when he, when he killed one of the alphas and he was covered in its blood, he essentially got past that And And ability. the same thing happened to her. Before that, which is why she was able to, on her first day of active combat in the in the suit, she was able to take out hundreds of them. But it wasn't she, her first because she had actually lived that day over and over and over again, and probably for years until right. she actually made it. Well, to the over three hundred times, yeah. she said, right? Yeah. So, so that's the thing. Like, they've both lived through this, right? They both, they both have 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 whatever and he has he's pretty much kind of fallen in love with her like he knows her so well and he knows her so intimately at this point and sees her every single day yet for her it's the first day she's ever met this guy right that's got to be tough yeah like from a dramatic point of view it's got to be tough it's like uh it's 500 first dates yeah it's it's kind of the same thing (laughs) so at the end of the movie there's a point where he can no longer be revived, so they have to do the very last mission basically as regular humans. Yeah, and they only get one shot at they, it. They only get one shot, like the Eminem song. And <laughs> there's a scene where they're saying goodbye to each other. They they both realize they're not going to make it. Like, neither one of them are making it out of here alive, right? And she leans oh, down... sorry, 50 first dates. 
Yes, I, I, was I, I knew of, what you meant. I was thinking of 500 days of summer and 50 first dates. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Sorry. I knew what you meant. Um, she, they're having this weird face-to-face moment, and she reaches out and kisses him, which I thought was weird. Because she barely knows him, right? She might have an attachment to him as a, a comrade, but she barely knows him, right? If this was the last moment, and they both agree that if this goes to plan, they're never going to see each other again... He should have been the one kissing her because he's been the one pining after her this entire time, right? Makes more sense for for him to make the move and for her to kind of act shocked about it, but go with it. Makes more sense that way. The only reason I would disagree is because... I hate love. she, She knows what it's like to be him. True. She's the only other person who knows what it's like to live the same day over and over and over again. True. So even though she even though she's only met him for the first time that day, she can recall her days of being in Verdun, of living the same day over and over and forming these relationships with people over and over and over. And probably that allows her to kind of understand that like even though i seemingly only met this guy today i have been living my life with him over and over day to day you know get that totally which 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 brings me to my next point though so after they they succeed in killing the 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 brain of the aliens and all that the omega uh, the omega she dies and he also dies however because he's in the omega he gets re-encapsulated by the blood that gave him the, the regeneration properties to begin with. So he actually gets reborn again. I think, right, I think this. I think that she should have kissed him to begin with mm-hmm. because, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he should have kissed her to begin with, mm-hmm. which makes her realize that this guy is like in love with me, right? Mm-hmm. And then she should have been the one that got reborn at the end, not him. He should have died. She should have gotten reencapsulated by the blood and gotten reborn, and it should have been her waking up, remembering everything, and going to find him, rather than him waking up and going to find her again. Oh, interesting. So it kind of flops it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she realizes, this guy fucking loves me, and and he spent all this time with me, and even though I only spent a day with him, I got all of that story and that one kiss. So now she's the one that remembers so, that and has to and kind of re-find him. So she would have had to find him yeah. and basically say, hey. Like, to me, that's a better story. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean. I feel like I, I feel like they only did it the way they did it because Tom Cruise is the bigger actor, right? Like, Sure, yeah. But like that should have been the story. That's a way more provoc not provocative, but uh, compelling rather story. Yeah. Just saying. Hire me, Hollywood. Okay? <laughs> Hire me. I got this down. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of things, I don't I wouldn't necessarily call that a plot hole. Oh no, it's not a plot I, hole. I just wish they would have done that. Like I'm watching, I'm like, no, no, the wrong person's doing this. Well, the only reason I there is one I mean all sci-fi movies have plot holes. Sure. There's only one that really bugged me in this movie. What's that? <clears throat> that being, and I understood, I understand why they did it for the story. Uh, really, because the end of the movie hinged on him not being able to reset time anymore. But they had been so smart throughout the entire movie, 
and and she had been so quick like basically all throughout this movie like every time they were training like if he got injured if he just like broke his leg she would shoot him in the head yep and then he'd wake up the next day and start it all over again they'd go out on the battlefield he'd get injured he'd kill himself probably because he kept seeing her die he, so he, I imagine, like, oh, yeah. or let some, himself, or yeah, or let himself get killed by one of the by the mimics. Um, so there was one scene toward the end of the movie where they finally go and they talk to the general, and he finally hands them the the uh, the thing that um, Carter had made, right? Yeah, where he could stab it into his leg and basically like form that connection between him and the Omega to find out where it was. So that scene plays out and they're in a they're in the middle of a car chase. He stabs the thing into his Wait, leg. I'm sorry. A Tom Cruise movie with a car chase? Never heard of it. Never never heard of it. <laughs> so they're in the middle of a car chase, he stabs the thing in his leg. He finds out exactly where the Omega is in the Louvre, right? Why did they continue the car chase? In every other instance and throughout the entire movie, if any tiny little thing went wrong, she immediately shot him in the head to restart the day. As soon as they found out that it's in the Louvre, they shouldn't have continued the car chase. She should have just pulled out her gun, shot him in the head, restarted the day, because he would have woken up with the knowledge that it was in the Louvre, and then they would have had... But... And then they would have had not just three hours after he wakes up in the hospital... And he's been given blood from somebody else. They wouldn't have only had three hours to get to Paris to get to the Louvre to try and kill the Omega, but they would have had. She should have shot him in the head immediately after he said it's in the Louvre, and then they would have had the entire twenty-four hours to get to Paris. That's true. I think I've, I. The only reason that I can see them not doing that is because once they were out of the car chase, right? Like mm-hmm. once they won it, they were on their own free to do whatever. Like they were still relatively in good standing. No, they weren't. So you... No, because that's when that's when the the dude in the mech suit smashes the front of the car in and they both are unconscious and then he wakes up in the hospital and he's gotten he's gotten three pints of blood from somebody well, else. Because some because the guy in the mech suit punches the car. I mean they didn't have time to kill each other before then. Of course they did. They were still in the garage when they, he found but out. They, but they thought they could continue on. Like the guy that. But that, that doesn't make any sense. Why does that not make sense? Because they were in the middle of a car chase. They were being chased by. by. Like, oh, you found this out. Let me kill you so we can restart and get there faster. Yeah, you, you, okay. now, ha- you now have this knowledge. And even, even if everything would have gone right and they would have gotten away in the car chase, they still would have had like eight hours to get to the loop. Is it possible that based on her experience, they didn't know what caused the reset? So they have to go as far as they possibly can every single time to learn as much as they can every time because they don't know how no. long this is going to last. No, because she would... I mean, what, ca- what caused her to stop, to, to stop uh, resetting herself? She got she got injured and they and somebody at a hospital gave her blood. Got it was it. once her blood was mixed so with it was somebody the same else's thing. It blood. was the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So being that they were in the middle of a car chase that was seemingly inescapable because they were being chased by all of the all of the military in London at that point in time. Yeah. As soon as he said, Oh, it's in the Louvre, she should have just shot him. Sure reset the day and yeah. then they would have no, had a full 24 hours to try and I, get there i get that i get that that's it, the that's the only 
that's the only plot hole that like really frustrated me. If I was I like, was, this was a stupid decision. If I was in their position and she knew exactly what he was going through, and he knew that as long as I died, everything gets reset. Man, the kind of fun that I would have at oh, least yeah. for a little bit. Fuck. It's like I mean, gr- there's that it's like Groundhog like, Day. Have you tried everything? Oh yeah. Yes, everything. Do you want to try it again? <laughs> <laughs> It's, you said it's in your blood, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. have you tried everything? Um, I I really, really, really did like this movie. Um, Tom Cruise is a, he's such a dude. Like, he's crazy spiritually, but like, he seems like a good dude in every other way. Like, he spent a hundred thousand dollars on a rap party for the entire cast and crew while he was shooting reshoots and wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. Like that, but what a dude. Yeah. Right? What a dude. Yeah. Um, uh, this is also based on a novel by Hiroshimi's Sakuruzaka. That's probably not right. Uh, it is Sakuruzaka. Yep. Sakuruzaka. That's what I said. And okay. I'm holding to it. Uh, uh, a novel called All the, All You Need Is Kill. It was a manga uh, that this was adapted from. All You Need Is Kill? Yep. All You Need Is Kill. Hmm. And apparently this is definitely one of those movies that was totally whitewashed because they were all Japanese characters to begin with. And then, you know, Tom Cruise well, and yeah. Emily Blunt are not Japanese. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah. This is why Akira has never been made. <laughs> um, Sakura Zaka. Sakura Zaka. Sakurozaka. Sakurozaka? Yeah, Sakurozaka. It's close enough. <laughs> um, anyway, though, yeah, I, I love this movie. I thought it was great. It wasn't uh, what I expected it to be. It was way better. And, um, you know, on uh, we don't only do just horror. We do sci-fi, and this lands squarely in the realm of sci-fi. Yeah. So, yeah. fits. Fits, baby. And it lands squarely in the realm of Easter. Yeah. Because of resurrections. Yeah. And because you know how it goes, Jesus and it's on on the third day Jesus rose, right? Yeah. But on the second day, Tom cruised. Boom. Tom cruised. He, he, yeah. he re- I nailed it. <laughs> on <laughs> that note. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That's yeah. uh. That's it. That's Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Um. Michael. Happy day. Michael, happy Easter. Enjoy your uh, your all-nighter you got to pull tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah. I got to be awake in like six hours, so hey, I'm going to go home. Have a good time, bud. Yeah. All right. Well, we're actually ending relatively early tonight, well, so... Uh... Well, ish. Yes. <laughs> ish. Ish. Um, yes, but next week, we have no idea what we're going to do. No. So here's the thing. Being that this week was Easter... Okay. Uh, last, last episode, rather, we talked about doing picks again. We are going to start picks again next week for, for the, like the weeks coming up. So we'll start next week. We're going to start next week. Well, actually, we'll probably start before next week. Okay. We'll pick something. Um, I got a whole new picking system laid out. Oh Oh, yeah. I'm excited. If you thought the wheel of pizza death was good. Oh my God. Just, just you wait. It's going to get crazy around here. Uh, but until then, I have been Mike. I have been pretzel Jim, of course. And this is is your life on drugs. Yeah. On weed. <laughs> on booze. <laughs> um, if you want to find us before next week's episode, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, we're on all major like streaming sites where you hear words directly into your brain through your ears. Yeah. We're on all those things. 
That's, I'm trying to sound futuristic. Is it working? <laughs> brainier things. Brainier things. We are in the oasis. Yes. <laughs> oh, I started Ready Player Two. Did you? Yeah. We'll talk so we're, about, we'll, we'll so talk we're, about it off air. So we're in the Oni. We're in the Oni. Did you already start? Did you you got no, to the Oni already? Or we're what? in Earl right now. The O N I. We're in Earl right now. I I I R L. Yeah. Yeah, James. We're in Earl. Um <laughs> I want you to find drugs and tell your dealer to listen to our podcast. And then I want you to do those drugs, not die, but then realize drugs are bad. Yeah. That's make, what I, that's what I want you to do. Make it something natural though. Weed, shrooms, peyote, toner from the local Kinkos. <laughs> Compressed air out of a can. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do any of no. these things. Well, no. I mean, do do the weed. Well, yeah, it's fine. But still, find a dealer, set them straight, then tell them to listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want for Easter. That's then, my Easter wish. Send- Resurrect your local dealer into a, into a kindergarten teacher. Oh, my God. That's it. Or just into a kindergarten, because <laughs> he could probably do some pretty solid business there. Um. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> so, selling weed to kindergartners? Oh, for fuck's sake, James. <laughs> All right. We will see you next week. Michael, cheers. Cheers, sir. Have a good night, bud. Adios. See ya.